0: Hey man. Hey bud. How you doing? Good. A week away from KR and Russ. Are you ready and recharged?
1: I, I'm not, and I'm so i I wish that I I did what I was supposed to do, which I didn't. So next week okay. is going to be. Next week is going to be the first structured one. But are we, <laughs>
0: you know what? I. I set up the the format. Recognizing our strengths and limitations, you—you <laughs> you have to trust me on some of this stuff for us. Uh, the stuff, Russ. Oh no, no, format I format is really, really good for people who are chaotic.
1: I, I trust, as I said at the beginning, I trust you. I would only do this. <laughs>
0: This is Mistakes Happen with your hosts, K.R. and Russ. Building on our first episode, uh, we thought we would uh, talk about something in the constellation of, of the past, but more anchored in the present. So we're going to talk today about how do we remember our shared history? How do we honor it? And Russ is going to get us started with uh, painting out the canvas for us of the the kinds of challenges that the space Uh, holds for us today and then we can start delving in and trying to find our way through it on to you, rest
1: okay so last week we had this really wonderful conversation um very long conversation uh, about uh the realities of of residential schools in canada and our relationship to the indigenous populace and over the last two weeks we've had conversations in canada um, about a number of persons who were involved or related to the indig- indigenous, uh, uh, indigenous Residential School Program. Uh, one of them was a man by the name of, of Ryerson, who's the university in, in Toronto is named after. Um, but there's also Sir John A. MacDonald and a number of, of other, other prominent Canadians. In that sort of vein, many people have taken to tearing down these statues and, and questioning their place in Canadian history uh, and looking In looking and seeing these, these ideas, it dawned on me that the way we talk about honor and history, the way we memorialize people it is worthy of that conversation. And it came to me remembering one of the things, one of those, really fundamental things as a kid which had nothing to do with residential schools ironically it was about a man named sir arthur harris he is better known as bomber harris he was the air marshal so the marshal for the uh Royal air force during world war ii and very famously uh had a a, a bombing program uh, in germany to break the back of, of of the germans in the later part of the war the, the part which begs the, the, the question is, is his, in 80s, about 80, the late 80s, CBC did a documentary about World War II, and his position was questioned. Those who had fought under him, who looked at him as a hero, questioned CBC in the sense of how could anyone wonder about his greatness because he helped defeat the Nazis. Where right. today's his knowledge and understanding, he was, we we he would be charged in any other situation as being acting in a genocidal or or in a way of war uh, of acts or, or crimes against humanity, because he wasn't he didn't distinctly um, look at bombing, for example, the 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 industrial base of the city versus the 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 civilian population. He just indiscriminately bombed entire areas.
0: Yeah. And so so, so I, I think I think this is really fertile ground. Um, as you're as you're starting to sketch out the edges of this canvas, some of the things that I want to put into the, the mix for us to think about is you know, like like the last conversation we had, this is happening across the world across mm-hmm. different civilizational spaces and across different nation states. Mm-hmm. And I think I think there's something at the root of uh, the whole project of nation state that that elevates the importance of history um, uh, to, uh, to a whole other level because it's so central to creating this new identity that, that is a relatively modern construct. So I think that that is something for us to potentially delve into. But it, not- it also seems like... Uh, Go ahead, Russ. Sorry, it's it's not
1: history. I'm going to correct you on that. It's storytelling. So right, it, right. It, right. It's, the, the, it's the way. It's it's you know we we use the term historiography to to recognize that history is is different to different people. It's layered at different times and it has different narratives, right? Right. And so in our context,
0: it's not history that we're talking about. It's the stories of these nations. And and so so part of what <laughs> I want to try to do. Um, is see if we can, within a short period of time, sketch out uh, what, what I'm what I'm trying to think of as sort of, uh, some limiting principles, right? Some some uh, some principles that can help put,, um, what, what we think, you know, between the two of us. And it, it, it are the kinds of, um, rational and, um, social, like emotionally, coherent and morally and ethically um, uh, sort of uh, 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 useful principles that can help us try to make dis- determinations of what what we do with past figures in particular um, and how do we deal with the the questions around uh, the lack of representation of uh, the subaltern within the current um, you know the, the current um, space right like the, the, the spaces of power the spaces of public recognition uh, the fact that they were not at the the victors of, of the past means that they're not really present in the spaces of the present so how do you grapple with the ethical and moral obligations attached to bringing these voices back into the, the public space do we have an obligation to that uh, that's something we can explore but I think I think maybe we start if you're comfortable with this one maybe we start with something very specific which is, Kind of talking about what happened um, with resident with the with the Ryerson, um, you know. Just for those who weren't haven't been paying attention, this past Monday, um, a statue of uh, the 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 namesake of Ryerson University, who was uh, the education minister and one of the art the, the architect of not just the residential school program but also um, education policy at large and kind of public education at large in Ontario and. and and in some ways sort of the thought leader of uh, education reform across Canada from the 1800s. Um, and as a result, because of his broader contributions, um, has his name attached to one of the largest universities in Canada, his statue was brought down by an angry um, group of protesters, who's, uh, and, they, and, the, and the statue was dumped into the river and, and typical to many other statues that have been um, uh, you know, damaged. Um, there seems to be a pattern of uh, of this occurring right after an incident like the the, the discovery of the 215 um, bodies uh, um, uh, and Kamloops, so there's a connection here. There's a sort of collective uh, communal uh, venting happening, and this is these these statues seem to become the target of uh, of this venting uh, almost uh, re- repeatedly. So it's worth having a conversation of how do we let me grapple with this, and I, I, my, here's my take, right? So maybe I'll start with my take, and you can kind of start to take us in a direction. My, my, my take is that this is not. Um, there's something to be there's something to honor about the anger and frustration um, that you know individuals are feeling when they experience um, like public recognition of of these figures who do not, in their in their community history, do not <laughs> represent progress. They represent trauma. They represent barbarism. And I, I can relate to that. I can, I can completely relate to that frustration from my own past experience. I, I can relate to it from my current experience. I example for me would be Victoria Day. Like, Victoria Day is not a day that my family celebrates. Um, um, it's a day of mourning more than anything else. Uh, Victoria's time was not a time uh, that gave a whole lot in the way of, of uh, um, positive vibes for, for South Asia in general, India in particular. And there's mm. a very very personal story attached to Victoria. In you know the, the coronation of Victoria happens at one of the ugliest times in uh, the history of Tamil Nadu um, where the, um, the, the the British um, official in charge of the Madras pre- presidency, which is a part of India that uh, Tamil Nadu currently sits in, w- w- what sat in, uh, experienced uh, an, a very devastating uh, famine, uh, a famine that was exacerbated by policies around social Darwinism, where uh, the, the public official took a view that um, starvation was a natural consequence of of, uh, of accelerating evolution. And, and um, that's, that, that kind of ugly social Darwinist uh, thinking resulted in many famines in India, but this one took um, many millions of lives and the resources necessary to um, to to stop the famine and its in its tracks almost instantly, were diverted um, in large part uh, for the commemoration of uh, the queen, and if and and so there's this really really ugly and painful link between the policies of the the colonial rule in India and the enrichment and and sort of uh, almost uh, uh, ugly display of uh, of. Uh, of wealth and prosperity that occurred uh, at the center of the empire, um, and and I and and this one is an interesting one for me because I always grapple with this one. I know Victoria um, means something quite different to the Canadian population of that period because uh, they were colonial subjects of a different kind, um, and they they were executing the mandates of the colonial project uh, in some in many instances from a position of power, not. Not a position of uh, oppression, um, but I, I I struggle with um, holidays like that. So I can I can imagine if someone was offended, frustrated, enraged by what happened in Kamloops, uh, is not interested in having a conversation about <laughs> uh, Ryerson's uh, various contributions to education reform, right? They they're not they're not there, and they never probably will be. Um, but I, I then I then I wonder well. How do you find a middle path? Where, y- y- if you follow this logic to its uh, to its absurd end, um, really, there's no figure from that era that could survive this scrutiny. Um, and, and and then we start applying current moral presuppositions on every past human, and, we, and and we we potentially erase any ability to even talk honestly about our past or or um, appreciate the contributions of significant members of society, good, bad, or ugly. They, they, they were significant. They were above the fray. They uh, Their views shaped um, the, the, the current, right? Their, their, their contributions were material in determining the destiny of the country, good, bad, or ugly. So is there no role for um, people of merit to be uh, recognized, however, um, complicated their legacies may be and i i i I don't know i don't know the answer to that is Uh, but i'm i'm willing to have a conversation about it so i i
1: think for me this has been so 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 for people who don't know my story i'm i'm the product of (laughs) i am totally the product of the british empire in in some respects Uh, my my uh, my ancestors were slaves in uh, both Barbados and Jamaica. Um, I have a relatives uh, a, a Scottish line that runs straight through um, my uh, straight through my Jamaican line right. um, which which was a voluntary marriage um, after after uh, you know after the slaves were freed and what have you, so in the 18, 18, 1890s, nineties nineteen hundreds, so the, the uh, so, f- and if you and if you know the difference between Jamaica and Barbados, in in both the empire and in their uh, giving the give their their gaining of independence, um, Barbados was very much seen as Little Britain, um, as getting all the rewards right. of britain um it was uh for 400 years from uh the 1600s straight through to 1945 was a strategic uh uh was it was in a strategic spot uh for right. you know for a bunch of of wars um and so you know up until uh world war ii got received lots of military favors lots of bases lots of of investment where Jamaica was seen as more of a
0: burden uh, um
1: not a burden I to... you say but but uh but definitely not a prize right right, right. so for 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 Jamaica uh, so where Barbados it's
0: the analogous interesting is an analogy that Barbados was in the maybe not in the the Pre- cream of the crop type of category as Singapore and Hong Kong, but sort of uh, a tier below in terms of strategic importance to the empire.
1: Uh, Barbados actually, um, if you want to put it in strategic elements, Barbados is important, would probably fare um, higher than Hong Kong for most of its history. Right. Um, would would uh, higher than singapore for most of its history uh would probably be in 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 the tier of right below india um because for the most part uh rum um which ran slavery sugar which uh you know fed right. britain you know these are really important resources for for britain in that sense and because of its military importance it's not This is not some backwater um, of the empire where Jamaica clearly was, right? So to give you an idea, Barbados' history today, they phrase themselves as having the third oldest continuing legislature in the new world. Right. Their legislature is right behind, uh, if I remember correctly, Virginia and Massachusetts, right? Right. And they phrase it that way. Now, if you go back in time, these were white men who were given a a parliament in 1600s because they were that important to the British Empire. Right,
0: right. Right. And 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 only black men of of Barbados was so significant that the state, but the the commercial significance of Barbados as a strategic location is so important to the state, the whole state apparatus. Sort of buttressed that uh, that importance, right? It, it offers yeah. all, all of the uh, the the privileges of of um, mainland status as as far as you can give it, right? That that, that sort of yeah. makes sense. It makes that that kind of makes intuitive sense there. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And if you think of sort of, sort of President uh, Washington, George Washington, um, had it started his law career in Barbados, right? right? That that that's that's that that's how important. Barbados was right. So, right. so the 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 reality is that you you see this this sort of uh, uh, and and so they take on uh, present day Barbados takes on this history, um, this I- imperial history, and is very proud of it, and and doesn't distinguish in many ways uh, the atrocities that slavery was, right, and and where Jamaica does the exact opposite, right. right? Um, and so you you end up with this, and you see this throughout the empire, where in Canada's case, Canada very much takes up this this role, where New Zealand is neutral, and Australia, if they could figure out a way of having a a, a head of state that they could all agree on, they would have gotten rid of the crown in the late eighty uh, in nineteen eighties, right?
0: Yeah, after- <clears> of <throat> of of the various states that were spawned by the empire, would it be fair to say that we're living in probably the most um, crown sympathetic, and and maybe even sympathetic to the colonial project. uh, If you view the colonial project outside of the parameters of the experience of um, the indigenous population, We, we do celebrate uh, many of the heroes of the colonial project do we not?
1: We 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 do we do and 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 to give you an idea of of how important the 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 pro- Canada is in the the project of the crown and accidentally so let let's right, let's right. be it's a, fair it's a, here.
0: What's... It's very much a product of the American Revolution, right? Like that, that's sort of where the, the, the Canada's importance dramatically ascends, <laughs> does it not? It. it... It, it, it doesn't,
1: it doesn't, because what, what ends up happening is that, uh, so, so Canada's importance, it, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a, almost a switch that happens, right? So before, uh, 1776, right? So 1763, you know, cause you, you know, me and my dates, right? Yeah. Um, so 1763, uh, Britain formally takes over Canada, um, and then, Puts through a series of laws to try and administer what was the largest empire at the time, because Canada, because suddenly Britain held every, with the exception of Saint Pierre and Miquelon, um, so off the coast of of Newfoundland. Right. Britain had the thirteen colonies, Florida. Um, Ah, uh, because of the yeah, because of the treaty, the the treaty. So uh, Florida, yeah, they thirteen colonies, a, the
0: whole eastern, Canada, eastern coast, right? Of yeah, Canada,
1: Atlantic Canada, yeah, just just everything, and I, you can't even imagine. Like today, we have trouble administering Canada or the United States, and I mean, Britain
0: had all of that, right? Right, um, and, and of of the Caribbean, right? Like the the, the whole Atlantic uh, um, coastline was was theirs in many ways
1: right yeah not not the entire caribbean to be to be fair um but right. wait, but right. but maybe let's let's say you know off the top of our heads let's say a quarter to a third of the caribbean right, um, right. would be included including uh british guyana right in in south in south america right. and uh central america i probably East. believe at that, yeah. that point right so i mean the, the british had a huge imperial Project in in gaining Canada, and administered it um, improperly, uh, or tried try to try to balance the stakes between what would be then the thirteen colonies in Canada and, and failed miserably. Right, so that's why you end up having the the rebellion. Uh, because to be fair, the Americans were talking, or what would become the Americans were talking about um, British Crown and and their questionable actions as far back as 1720 in the colonies, right? But it, it was only a set of acts starting with the Royal Proclamation 1763, which set a, a, a series of actions into motion, which, which caused, you know, the American, Revo- what we call today, the American revolution.
0: Right. And um, as, as, as a product of the, I mean, it's interesting, you, 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 you paint an interesting picture because in some ways um, what we consider Canada today, is a late comer to the colonial project. Uh, what America was uh, much more entrenched in the colonial project, and 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 once America, uh, the United States, sort of um, um, exits the the the, uh, the sphere of influence, right? The British sphere of influence. It seems to me that that the, at least the way I read the his- history of the time is is that you have a, a a British, uh, sort of a, a population transfer to, uh, current day Canada, um, that occurs with loyalists um, fleeing to the part, north. Yeah. And, and that helps. It helps sort of entrench, uh, in rapid succession, a stronger colonial, um, uh, connection, right, to to modern day Canada. To I don't know if that strength, that that connection, would have been as strong if it had not been for the American Revolution. In some ways, uh, Canadian loyalties to the crown and the colonial project may have been forged in the ashes of uh, the Revolutionary War. Well, they they, they, they they don't really get formed until the War of 1812, right? That, that's right, so, that's right. I, I was meaning to say that too, and then it, get, it gets really uh, um, uh, ironed out, right? And f- fully yeah. uh, materializes in the War of 1812. Yeah, yeah. 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 So what Western, what would be
1: Western Canada at that point, which would, which would be basically Southern Ontario today, um, they, they were Americans who were loyalists, but who still had friends on the other side it, the war, right. 1812 really solidifies, um, people's allegiances to both sides of the, the border. Right? right. Um, and there are a series of minor skirmishes as the border moves westward. Uh, but the reality is that, 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 that 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 border, um, it's between seven, you know those times where where we really see see the birth of of a Canada. Now to get this on track, um, the the point I was trying to make is Canada's significance to the empire is that if you look at when Australia and New Zealand, um, so in eighteen nineteen eighty two Canada uh, solidifies its amending formula. Right, you see the same thing happening uh, within of a, a few years uh, in uh, New Zealand and Australia so their own uh, end points uh, they start ending their their points in sort of the example that Canada sets right so no longer does Britain become the the place where um, everyone either amends their constitution or or the final resting place for the constitution each of them starts uh, repatriating their constitution in 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 succession right so Canada's so, significance is so important that even in 1982 our actions um, start affecting those former colonies in the Commonwealth
0: right right so, so so I think I think I think it's I think part of what I think we can connect all of this conversation to because because I'm trying to like pull the thread back into the main topic is, there is, there's clearly more than one history to be told here, right? And more mm-hmm. than one history to be honored, if there, if the, if the, there's such a thing as honoring history. And I'm, I'm not even sure if I'm comfortable with the term honor. Uh, um, I think, I think I'm, I'm far more comfortable with the concept of, of um, having uh, a, a connection to history that is honest. Uh, and honesty involves, uh, to me, a different set of adjectives. Instead of honor, I think it's, it's a set of, it's, it's a, it's a um, intentional curiosity. Uh, and that curiosity should not be limiting, right? There should be no limiting factor to the curiosity. The curiosity should be one that continues to allow future generations to mine the past, discover new information, and bring it into the public fora, um, for exploration, right, and and that that version of um, discovery, I think I think offers a model where you're not as emotionally attached to the content of what you discover. You're very much invested in understanding why we are the way we are. What what, what makes this country what it is? What why is it that we have two official languages? Why is it that Afro, you know um, Aboriginal populations? Are in the predicament there and but, but but why is it that we're able to construct a multicultural democracy why is liberalism uh, uh, constructed the way it is in, in Canada all these sort of fundamental questions of what Canada how Canada works right like and how Canada has become what it is it's, it's hard to understand it without having a public historical memory and if you frame the conversation from that perspective I think maybe then the, the question becomes, is the is is really the project that we're trying to eradicate, or the or, or if you were to steel man the position of the angry mob, let's call it, right? Is that we, we have to move away from exceptionalism as the narrative through which we look at the past, right? And and maybe exalting figures like Ryerson is it has a tinge of exceptionalism to it, where these you're not really Balancing the scales with a recognition that they were working in a colonial construct as a, as a instrument of colonial rule, and that their, um, their approach to um, exercising their mandate, however well intentioned within the time, had the effect of, 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 uh, imprisoning people in their station and uh, exacerbating current day conditions, uh, adverse conditions for many populations, and and we, and we have to somehow grapple with that and. We have to grapple with that while simultaneously recognizing these were the, the thought leaders of the time and they have shaped Canada's present. That the, uh, the version of uh, public education we have today would not be the same if it wasn't for Ryerson, right? That, that, that individual has a material impact, an imprint on current Canada. So maybe he shouldn't have a university named after him, but uh, I'm not sure if um, he shouldn't have a statue um, if it's already there um, and maybe it's it's a matter of of, of contextualizing his historical imprint, right? And, and I, I know it's a nuanced way of looking at it. And I don't think this culture today has a whole lot of appetite for nuance. I think it's uh, very much interested in um, painting things in in uh, dark and light hues, blacks and whites. So uh, so, so. As it knows, But I, I don't know. I, I tend to lean towards the the maybe. You know what I mean? That's my may- well yeah, yeah. maybe. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to
1: take two people um, who one is in my life. So uh, their name is Rowan Weeb. um, Right. And, and when I was having, when I was struggling with these ideas, Rowan had suggested that, you know, we constantly exalt or take people down in terms of history. Right. Right. So we, as a society, you know, we don't remember Hercules in the in a in a correct sense, right? And that's because he's been taken up and down and up and down through history, so we don't have a context for who he is. We just think of him as a mythical figure, right?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Um, you, you 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 have the so, problem of. Uh, um, you're right. So it's hard to calibrate the person's actual relevance when you've got. So much artifact, it's almost like it's a, it's a, you don't know what the real price of the stock is because there's so much gaming happening. There's so much shorting happening. You, you really have yeah. no idea whether, what the, <laughs> That that's the analogy I'm thinking of, right? Like, what is this product that this company sells? And is that the basis of why the stock is priced the way it is? Or is it just a bunch of speculation, right? For but sure.
1: Like, and, right. And so, and so, so, so I, I, I would say that we have the ability, for example, to, Take for example, uh, Bomber Harris or or Ryerson, and say, um, and I'm going to use a, sec- a second person. So the second person is is Andrew Coyne. Andrew Coyne is a journalist uh, in right. Canada. He uh, speaks oftentimes uh, on the issue panel, and him and Rosemary Barton and Chantal Hebert and uh, and and Al- Althea Raj were talking about this very same topic. And what what Andrew suggested was that that we as uh, a society can recognize when somebody's done things which are so wrong that they're, that, that, that I I don't want to use the word that they should be put in the penalty box because that sounds trite, but that they, that they, they, the, the, the the evil that they've done, it, it overwhelms um, the good that they, have the, the good that they have done, right? So, in the case of, of, of uh, uh, Sir John A. MacDonald, as an example, the mere fact that he was so involved uh, in pushing forth the, the residential school project, it was under his government that he bears a disproportionate set of responsibilities, where, you know, in, even in that first conversation that we had, we talked about this being just an extension of policies going back to 1830, right? That 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 Governor Bondhead bears responsibility for the the ethos that comes 50 years later. But you know, Sir John A. not doing any better than that, even though he formed the country, even though he, you know, provide, uh, you know, through scandal, got the railroad built in this country, which right. created. Very much this country and the yeah, way it yeah, is. Yeah,
0: without, without that railroad, we would we would not be a, a, a bi-coastal nation, right? Yeah.
1: Like well, with without the railroad and without pi and 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 having a ferry out there, which is now a bridge, right? I mean, there's there's a large amount of things right. that Sir John A. did, which were, which were which could be seen as being good, but but I, but I think I think there's that, also uh, a lot of harm that comes out out of the residential school and and maybe that harm.
0: Well, I would say that harm definitely overshadows the good that he did. So I, I think th- this is where the, the, the framework you're offering, sort of the limiting principle you're offering, is a um, let's call the balanced scorecard, right? Well, let's 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 chalk up the good, let's chalk up the bad, but we're not going to score it on a a simple point system. We're going to have some type of a calibrated system where you 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 essentially. Um, there are certain uh, big bads, right? When you, when you commit a big bad, as you put it, you get put in the penalty box of history, and maybe once the temperature cools, you can reemerge uh, with some semblance of historical dignity. But we don't know. We can't promise you anything. You're gonna go in there. You're gonna have to repent historically for your historical sins, and 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 you see the analogy I'm, I'm coming up with here. I think there's a um, there's a Christian ethos to this this uh, this approach that that, as someone who's uh, who isn't raised Christian and who isn't uh, a pra- uh, a a of any kind, um, yeah. I can I can pick up very quickly, right? I, I see the logic of this from a Judeo-Christian lens, and I, I pick it up very quickly, and I I I turn uh, turn sideways when I see it, right? I, I turn um, inward when I see it. What, what I what I think this misses, right? Is the culpability of literally the air they breathed in facilitating their actions right like everything they read the people they interacted with the science that they were exposed to the, the the context in which they were developing their ideas all facilitated their actions not not to not to rob the individual of the their their um their responsibility for 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 making these choices but I think to say that they came up with these ingenious uh, um, um, vehicles of barbarism unto themselves as if this was some type of uh, innovation in human depravity is, is probably not the right way of looking at their contribution or their um, lack thereof um, to human progress right I, I think One could argue, if you look at their writings, they are just applying the racial science of the time to its logical end, and 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 so they were there was there was race in the air, there was racecraft, as one of the authors puts it in the air, and they were just applying that. And, And if you if you then extend that logic, then then you to the more distant past, I think we get into real trouble, right? So so you have. Um, Mongolians, for example, not to use a very far narr- uh, uh, kind of example, but it's a good one, right? Mongolians, their national uh, identity is very much crafted with with a level of insecurity about their neighbor, that's China, right? Um, and the recognition that in the historical past, um, at, a, at least for a period of time, they were the global superpower. Their, their, their ethnic um, community um, ruled and uh, lorded over. Vast swaths of land, and so in their mind, the, the Genghis Khan and his descendants, uh, for who for the rest of the world are barbarians, uh, uh, vehicles of doom, uh, feared. Uh, uh, you know, we would use things like terrorists to describe them in today's lexicon. Are are raised up and exalted as heroes, and sometimes mythical superheroes, right? And and we don't we don't quite um, force them to recant that stance because it's too far into the in in the past that it, it doesn't feel necessary. Yeah, you can have your Genghis Khan. We know he was a bad guy, but you know there there aren't um, descendants of the people he oppressed who live in our societies today who are going to complain. So you can have him. I, I think that there's an intellectual dishonesty to say that that population can um, raise up a truly, you know, on, on current day standards, a truly murderous, let's, in, in quotes, evil guy, as a hero, uh, where while, while the Canadian population uh, is having trouble um, appropriately measuring the contributions of, um, to put it bluntly, um, some aristocratic white men who, uh, you know, did a few good things and a few bad things and made some contributions uh, one way or the other, that shaped the nation we live in, right? Um, but but I, 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 I want to bring them down ten pegs. I'm, I'm, I'm fully committed to the project of bringing down all these 1800s, um, sort of um, figures of Canadian history down ten pegs. But I'm not willing to put them in the penalty box. That's no, at least that's my kind of take on it. No, I, I think, I think.
1: So if I, if I take your example of Genghis Khan, right? Genghis Khan is. It's not that people are willing to give Mongolia Genghis Khan or Mongolians in that sense, or people of the steppe, you know, of, of the Asian steppe. you know. And I, I think of you know my experience in in Moscow, right. So when you understand Moscow is one of the remnants of Genghis Khan, right? right. That right. that's it was a his, it was his, a, his legacy is staggering. Is incredible. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It, but Moscow was was created as, you know, it's it's it was created as you know the Red Fort, as as you know as as it is known in, in some places. And it was an out, it was an out, you uh, know, was on the out, the outskirts of the Mongolian Empire. And so as 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 that empire begins to fall, as as Genghis Khan's successors. Are not as great as him, or greater, or or yeah, not, not
0: as effective as retaining the.
1: <laughs> well, central- not necessarily de- effective, but not not as influential. Let's put it that right. way. Not as influential okay. as 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 him. You you begin to see that sort of uh, the 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 city of Moscow becomes more and more um, willing to push beyond its boundaries and to push and to push boundaries because they it becomes the, the 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 power that can uh that can uh fill in the vacuum that is left as 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 that as one empire collapses another one builds right and so that is the other side of, of history right so yeah, I mean, so like
0: that side of history is a is an is in the longer arc of canadian um Sort of national nation building or or identity formation is the direction we need to go, right? Like, to me, I think the lesson that we should be taking, or I would propose we take from um, this broader conversation we're having, is one where we we, we have to move past our colonial history and try to forge a national identity that is independent of. Some of those cul de sacs that it represents, both intellectually, emotionally, morally, ethically, um, it is not so, to well, say it, it is not to say that we we should not recognize where this colonial project came from, but it should not limit. It should not be the limiting factor to determining our destiny, right? Like, the, like, like these the grand virtues that are, like I think that's where I I am much more invested in to say like no, well.
1: The status quo sorry, sorry. is
0: not grand, it's not virtuous, it's incidental, and it's definitely worth rigorously exploring if there's a better way to live, there's a better way to govern, right? So 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 institutional conservatism and, and cultural conservatism that sort of says, No, what we have is at all costs worth preserving is not I'm not pro that, right? I, I just think the the, the the course forward is not does not start with converting your um, sort of either benign or active uh, appreciation and and admiration of the past to a benign or active hatred of the past. I think that doesn't help you move forward. It just gets you fixated on battles of the past as opposed to sort of eliminating that uh, prism altogether, right? The past is just what it is. It's a a story, right? But it, it's it's not it's not right. And what I was trying to get
1: at with with the the Moscow example is history is multifaceted and multi sided, right? And it doesn't just begin and end. It's it's a it's river, going. right? It's going, yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's still going. And so in the Canadian example, right? And I am going to skip to to Israel to skip back to Canada for a second, okay? So Israel starts its its colonial project with. It's it's project it's 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 nation building project not colonial project excuse me
0: <laughs> some people I was I was waiting to see where you would go yeah there, yeah, yeah no
1: I got the words I got my
0: in. words I mean, confused. I mean let's let's be honest right that the country, no, no 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 I'm not, I'm not going Israel there right is, now uh, is that Israel is a colonial project so even that 40 and slip is a reflection well, of how um, colonialism is being treated in a more expansive way than it well, ever no, no be, I'm right? I'm I'm not. Go- I'm not going there right now because that 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 is
1: that could, could do that's three. that's three podcasts. That's three that's podcasts. Okay,
0: yeah,
1: totally three podcasts. Yeah. So so is when 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 the mandate, the Palestinian mandate, right gets gets uh when when Britain decides that it's it's going to eventually hand it over, Britain. Sorry, uh, uh Israel or what becomes the Jewish the Jewish portion of Palestine, which becomes Israel uses a very closely related version of what is the British parliamentary system right, right. They, they, they use a different voting system, but in terms of what how the Parliament works, it's a multi it's a multi party parliament which which you know you, you replace the, the Israeli president with with a queen or, or royalty and you have the say, you have the same structure,
0: right? Yeah, and um, India has and, a very similar model as well. It's a parallel yeah. system that's, that's been repurposed for Republican purposes, right? Exactly. So, so my
1: point, so and this get gets back to Canada, right? Um, and and bar, and and using Barbados as an example, it you don't the river flows, right? The 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 history of Canada flows. So, you, if you want to get quote unquote beyond the colonial shackles you get beyond the colonial shackles but not by trying to divert the river but trying to or sorry not trying to divert the river radically or 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 divert turn the river into a lake that's a better way of saying it right We, we we're we're trying to change the river right we're trying to flow with the river so yeah
0: so you're 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 kind of making the argument for incremental, uh, ethical, moral um, uh, progress—a progress of more inclusive history, one that's Not, very, very careful, we're very precise and very thoughtful in the way we take our next steps, right? I, mean, I,
1: I I'll that. use I'll use the words thoughtful, I'll use the words careful, but I don't necessarily
0: mean incremental, right?
1: So right. you, you can take big
0: big steps, but as long as you've thought through the implications of those steps and to the best you, best of your ability, right? We're never we're not yeah. we, we can't predict the future, but at least if you have an intention that is grounded in some measure of thought, you, you're you're in good footing, right? That's the best you can really do as a as a species, exactly. really, yeah. Well, we're we and I and I agree with you. I think I think I think there's the part of me that, that kind of uh, the Republican in me, the the the, 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 the Indian hmm. in me. Uh, starts with the answer, which is, you know, in this instance, if you're really that pissed off about colonialism, let's start with ending the institution of the monarchy, right? That That's how my internal emotional logic works. And then works backwards to say, well, let me explain to you why the ending of the, the institution of uh, monarchy is such a great idea. And I, I think what I'm hearing from you is there's a range of trajectories or paths forward for a country like Canada, for where it has come, and, and one path may be, as an example, that you know, this is how we're going to move forward, right? We're going to move forward, and and part of what the next chapter looks like is, you know, just just as we um, gained uh, independence from the courts of Britain in the eighties, uh, we're going to gain independence from the monarchy in the twenty twenties, right? And is that symbolic gesture sufficient to move us in the direction no, of progress? No. Maybe maybe it's something else right like no i'm not arguing that that is the answer but i think what you're what i'm what i'm suggesting is if i was the kind of person that was inclined to say that is the answer instead of starting with the answer you say that there is a set of answers that could propel the nation forward but it is for the nation to come together to find those answers is what you're suggesting. well it's to have the conversation right right
1: so um it's what what we what we need to have and i think this goes back to the, the conversation um, around.
0: Um, uh, yeah, just to put a pin into the next one of the topics we're gonna to explore in a future episode is uh, the topic of the monarchy. It'll definitely be one to explore. Uh, we clearly have two different which is quite amusing as, as both uh, progeny of the empire um, in many, many different ways, uh, as we've talked about already in this episode. Uh, you have the peculiar, um, uh, honor of uh, being a monarchist so so we're gonna explore that uh, in a future episode um, <laughs> <my topic. laughs> and I have the honor of not being one <laughs> just just for, the yeah.
1: <laughs> just for the record yeah um, so so the the, the reality the reality is it, it it you're you're partially true and I'll just correct you on the history is 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 that the uh, It's the part, the partial truth of the reality is, is that um, we 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 have, uh, sorry, the, the courts themselves. We got independence from from that in the 1940s. Uh, our political or constitutional independence in 1980. So that that's just that. Um, in terms of
0: yeah, I, I the idea, I was trying to say the, the yeah. ability to have the final judgment on law. The Supreme Court of Canada actually had the final determination of legality. That's 1949. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Right. So 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 so, the 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 conversation. Yes, increment of of. I I wouldn't use the word incrementalism, but but definitely uh, enjoying and uh, not enjoying, but definitely having that conversation is something that we since the nineteen seventies have been trying to do. Um, We do get we do get keep getting caught in in sort of the idea of 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 how to move forward. And I think that's where a lot of us get stuck right now. Um, of, of 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 that how. But I think having that story and rewriting that national story is, is a significant part of where we can go, how
0: we yeah, have to go. I think I think I think to sketch out some possibilities for future conversations <clears throat> as we as we start to um, kind of Toward, not not land the plane but we're we're we've gotten word from um, the, the runway that there's uh there's opening for us mm-hmm. to land in, in, a, in a few minutes so we're, we're telling our 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 um, we're sending out the, the last uh, coffee and water break for our, for our passengers <laughs> on the plane <laughs> uh, and getting them situated so they can uh, they can put their seat belts on uh, to eventually land the plane um, okay
1: so so we we, start, <laughs> we, so we we started. So we we started. We started from honor,
0: right? And
1: we we recognize that that somewhere in this in this in this in this, uh, Michigas, we, we have to have a, a story, that that is inclusive, right? <clears throat> now yeah. that story, that story which is inclusive, um, you know, and I. I, I I'm tempted to to send the carts back out a second time, right? Because because that story that is inclusive one it recon- has to recognize that after Sir John A, there are other prime ministers who, for example, Laurier, who then takes away the attempts of of trying to, uh, you know, give give Aboriginal people the vote or some Aboriginal people yeah, the vote, yeah. right?
0: It, it sort of entrenches so, the. It entrenches the ethos, not the specifics, but the ethos. The ethos,
1: the, right? Uh, so of, and it uh, takes,
0: it, of a double standard into yeah. a, a range of legal applications, right? And and, and, and that, that ethos sticks around till at least
1: nineteen sixties, <clears throat> depending on how you want to define how it comes down. Yeah. So so it, it's so the a
0: question. Post World War Two, it's a very slow fizzle. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Very, so the question becomes, you know, if if we're talking about honor um uh, it, it becomes very difficult to honor a lot of people in our history and yet we need to it it, it,
0: it
1: you know um I, I, having... think,
0: I think i think to me to, this is just a way of thinking about this Russell i think to me uh, we could go a long way in eliminating historical double standards Right. Like that may be the starting point of the project where there may be an opening. And when I, when I mean a historical double standard is one where we made an accommodation for a group um, that an advantaged group in the past that, that offers them a certain privileged pr- position within our national story, that we need to just um, make more egalitarian. It's it's not to say that we need to elevate others. We just need to you near know, come up with a more level playing field to talk about uh, figures and and, and I, I think that there's a lot of historians doing really interesting work in this to say part of how you can do this in any country and I, I'm, I'm thinking about some of the really interesting work in a country like India where you don't have any like these are these are classical they're not settler colonies but they're they colonies and uh, um, that were ruled by uh, populations that left is to say you, you have to find other, uh, domains of life where you can celebrate achievement right if you if you broaden and, and i think that that actually is a way of of reckoning with the past to say you know why are we so fixated on the um exclusively on political figures when we think about history there's there's so much happening within the context of canada that to be celebrated somewhat some political but m- much more so social and economic and and cultural and spiritual and, and there are incredible talents that um, don't figure into our history books. And, and that project, if you want to define inclusion as a project of broadening the definition of our historical memory to one that is uh, richer, uh, like it paints a more, more rich uh, story of what was happening, in the 1800s, in the early 1900s, and what, even if it doesn't shape our time in a material way, I think it all does, it all has to. Um, that, to me, seems like a really worthwhile project. And then I think you will uncover, as you broaden the tent of possible histories that you want to talk about, you will uncover heroes in each of these domains, right? And those heroes are going to be imperfect heroes that have their own flaws, having done their own acts of, um, um, you know, under the current like under current morality, under modern morality, they're not gonna withstand the scrutiny of modern morality, but they're gonna offer a more um, complete and a more full understanding of the past, which may get us past the narrow fixation of um, you know, affluent white men in power screwing everybody, which, which makes it really hard for us to celebrate just those few affluent men in power um, over and over again in all of our institutions, all of our roads, all of our statues, all of our buildings, right? Like, like we, can, we can probably democratize who we celebrate by just broadening what we define as the past, right? That, that would be my offer.
1: I, I'm, 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 I'm stuck because your offer is interesting in the sense that there'd be more streets with more names, more uh, different types of names, right? Um, yes. Talking about, you know, we talk about the Golden Triangle. Um, it took me a while to figure out that the Golden Triangle BC is because there were a lot of people who were Sikh, and that was a, a, a sort of a derogatory way of talking about that area. But but understanding that that Sikh population before 1900 was a part of Canada, right? Yep. So so it it it's it's so so I see the idea of of more. But I also struggle because even if you have the more there, there are streets in, in Toronto like Young and, and Avenue, Road and and, and and Bloor, which hold these same
0: problems, right? Um I, I and, think, and and I think that and that, there, that to me is a different problem, which is it's a problem of scarcity, right? So, so if you assume that uh, there's only so many places and spaces that can allow us to express historical memory, right, or to honor the past, as you as you you used your terminology, then you, yeah, then clearly there's a there's a problem of scarcity. But I, I think that's almost like a the difference between the way I'm thinking about it and you're thinking about it. I'm thinking about it as capitalist and maybe you're thinking about it more from a a socialist lens. And and I'm using a different analogy here, which is if you're constantly fixated on how you distribute that pie, and I'm thinking, let's grow the pie, like there's got to be a broader set of opportunities mm, to celebrate the past beyond streets and buildings. Who cares about streets and buildings? No one cares about it anymore, right? There's got to be... ways of celebrating you, you,
1: no you misunderstand you totally misunderstand where I'm getting at right it's the the street Bloor Street is named after a family and young streets named after a family yes. as yeah. Ryerson is right it's not a matter of scarcity it's a matter of of moral of of, of morality yeah. entrenched, right? right
0: like so, these the, the streets so, are significant they have name recognition they're not going anywhere how can you like how do you uh, unentrench them like, have having been entrenched Um uh, but but I would argue streets, 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 of, streets get renamed all the time. I mean we have I don't think anyone thinks of Young street and thinks about the, the family that it's honoring. I think i don't I don't think ninety nine percent of the people who use Young Street have any clue about who young is. but that
1: that comes the same thing with the same thing the same words come with with Ryerson absolutely the same the same concept comes comes with uh Sir John a MacDonald, right? Um, and there's a, a school that was renamed uh, out here after after um, one of the, uh, uh, another politician of, of that of that era. So so the reality is that some people do care, and and the reality is that when we honor people, right, that that you know when I think of something someone like Terry Fox, for example, we we Terry Fox is honored because of. Uh, his attempt to to run across the country he, he failed, but yes. his fail, his failure was his failure was inspirational uh, but we don't go deeply into his story i i couldn't tell you much about Terry Fox beyond the fact that the, the man had one leg and and uh, you know and that amputated leg had was the amputation was because of cancer and that he 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 Used a, uh, a prosthetic with with his leg to to get halfway across the country.
0: Yeah, but, and, but 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 Russell, I think you're mistaking the uh, the uh, the value of if if there is one. Right, I don't know if there's a value. <laughs> this is a contested concept unto itself. Like, is there a value? attached to naming an arena, like maybe everything should be commercial and we should just be selling the naming rights to high schools and streets and and just go all the way to the other extreme and say, you know, none of these figures really hold up to the scrutiny of of an objective test. So might as well make some money along the way and put that money towards, uh, I don't know, uh, a a fund that promotes better historiography, right? And and funds (laughs) writing better history about our country like that. I, I'm well, kind of libertarian, uh, uh, kind of leaning enough or, or sympathetic enough to like buy a premise like that to say like just so, out with everybody and let's sell it all. But, so, but so I want I, I, I to I, I use an analogy that I think um, uh, you would find interesting. I, I went to a middle school for a year and a half called Ibn Sina, um, a middle school, um, and it was in the it was in Dubai. Well, it was in Sharjah, which is a sister city of Dubai, and um, I didn't know anything about Ibn Sina, and um, Ibn Sina is, what, you know, many would argue he's the uh, father of modern medicine, right? A, a incredible Persian philosopher, uh, scientist, uh, part of the the Golden Age of, of Islam, um, uh, massive contributions to the advancement of uh, human progress and and human prosperity, uh, someone that should be celebrated with that level of uh, exaltation, right? Like, but I'm I'm sure if you dig sufficiently, the man was um, doing this project within an era with all kinds of moral complexity that just will not withstand the scrutiny of the time. So I, I have two insights to offer there. One is when I was in middle school, I cared very little about the name of the school I attended, but I knew the name. And as I became an adult and I encountered um, human curiosity, um, I was able to take that trailhead that was left behind in my memory and explore it and find out, well, who is this guy? Why did we have a school named after him? And 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 I learned a ton. So I think one role that these uh, names could play is this: they're these sort of uh, dormant trailheads that you're 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 embedding into people's memory that they could potentially explore. Uh, at a future date. and if that is the role of, of naming public places, if that's our intentional goal, then I would say diversity of naming is a is a very important objective, one that really offers the widest possible range of trailheads not to not to honor people, but to offer the public an opportunity to explore the past, to understand the present. That's all it is. It's not to honor. Um, the, the other way of thinking about it, is one you're suggesting is um, is something that is in the literature now. It's called uh, environmental microaggression, which which is, I think, part of what you're alluding to, which is, for for populations that identify with past oppression, when they see buildings, streets, statues, institutions named after historical oppressors, um, it it has a material impact on their um, you know, uh, uh, on a range of things, right? And you can say their, their impact on uh, civic participation, on their on their sense of how they see themselves within the nation's uh, nation state, uh, on their feeling of belonging. And I, I, I can relate to that when I started the story with the Victoria Day kind of um, the, the emotional kind of roller coaster that is Victoria Day for me and my family. Let's call it uh, my dad, my 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 brother and sister. Well, more so my brother. Uh, I don't even know if it's my brother and sister, but uh, definitely my dad and my mom, uh, who are more invested in the project of colon- colonialism in terms of critiquing it. Um, and as my sister and brother find out about it, they they jump right in. They, they, they feel that historical anger quite instantly. So I can see, I can see, I can feel that, but I think that's a temptation. I think it's a lure that needs to be, um, th- that's almost something that you need to th- treat as a trauma that requires, uh, at a at a societal level, uh, mental health coping um, uh, therapy. Right, you need therapy to cope with historical trauma. Not renaming institutions. Renaming institutions does not uh, 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 eliminate trauma. Right. It 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 just gives you maybe some temporary satisfaction, but it does nothing for long-term healing. Um, what so, so I, I'm not so sure if it solves anything by doing knee-jerk um, renaming with no broader, grander project behind it. I'm willing to rename if it's part of a broader project. I'm not willing to rename if it's an arbitrary act of anger and vengeance and kind of um, retaliation. You know what I mean?
1: Well, uh, so I'm. Yeah, I hear that. I hear. The, I, hear the, I hear that. But uh, but I'm more I'm I'm stuck on your first concept, which is the idea of 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 the trailhead, right? So I, I went to Darcy McGee Catholic School in Toronto, and it took I only learned, you know, it probably within the last twenty years who Darcy McGee was, and he was a right. father of Confederation. He was a a Catholic, uh, and I went to a Catholic school, so it was like sort of like appropriate, right? um and you know he was also i think one of the last uh, mps assassinated in parliament um oh, that's an honor yeah well you know <laughs> it goes back a while we, we don't really have guns in our culture right so the the reality is that that um is is that 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 naming for a purpose so that idea of, of you saying naming for a purpose right so if the purpose is to provide trailheads, then that's the purpose. If the purpose is to, um, to provide openings for people to remember a place and time, that's an opportunity, right? But it, it, but it, it does come with that, that sort of larger problem of, of you know, the potential microaggressions, especially in a place where Canada has every culture, right? Toronto, very famously in the in the '90s, was was seen as the most multicultural city in the country, uh, sorry, in in the world, uh, representing just about every culture. And so we we have this this problem of, and I was say this intentionally now, of of world uh, wor- world crises uh, in infecting our polity, right? Absolutely. So absolutely. Um, the the most recent one is 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 the Middle East and Israeli-Palestinian strife, but you can go back to 18. I mean, in in our constitution, 1867, it is written in that we have Catholic and public school boards because that was the strife of the day, right? Yes. Yes. A part of why Canada becomes Canada is because Finians who are Irishmen either want to make Canada their new homeland and take it by force or Hold Canada hostage until the British leave Ireland, right? That it, this is part of why Canada becomes Canada, right? That the larger the larger polity, of Canada had, was seen as being a better able to defend itself, and that's why that's why we come to be. So I, I the, think the re- I think
0: what you're describing is exactly why we need to find an imperfect path forward. There is not going to be a satisfying path forward for all parties right it's it's sort of it's very much under the principle of tolerance that we need to find a path forward not the principle of inclusion i I think Um, i I don't think we will find an inclusive path forward that truly allows for people to see themselves in the mosaic of this country it's one where we have to be able to accept a level of like so for example um uh, not not to not to belabor the point so we're going to talk about this in a future episode about the monarchy um, versus Mm -hmm. my Republican sentiments. But even in my Republican sentiments, I I fully recognize that there is a large um, uh, part of the population that is deeply sentimental and emotional about the monarchy. And I think there needs to be space afforded within even a Republican structure that offers them the ability to privately and maybe potentially in, in some limited capacity publicly celebrate the monarchy uh, no, no different than any other population within a multicultural democracy that would, would, would be interested in celebrating their people's um, shared history, right? I, I think that to me is something, a space I would come to as an individual from the prism of tolerance, not from the prism of inclusion, right? Like I, I'm not trying to include their story into my story. No, no, no. I recognize that we have a shared humanity and that they have a very different view of history and I'm, I'm willing to accept and tolerate their view of history because I recognize their shared humanity. And that's as far as I'm willing to go, right? <laughs> and that's probably <laughs> the project that I, I, I can I, say. But I, I,
1: I, think that, I think that's the, the wrong headed solution. I think Canadian history says, you know, the, the way that we dealt with the Catholic uh, Protestant issues, the way that we've dealt with other issues has been that integrative approach has been to say, it's not just as simple as as one history, but it's as simple as, as, but it is as complicated celebrating all histories and having. You
0: can't celebrate the history of the oppressor and the oppressed and say it's celebrating all history. I, I think it's not. Like, no, no First Nations individual is going to um, truly feel um, seen in celebrating the history of the empire. They're not going to see themselves in that. And that's okay. They don't need to be, we but, don't need to. But,
1: I, but I don't think it's I don't think it's celebrating the, the history of the empire, right? Because it, 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 in, in Canada we don't we 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 talk about we don't talk about the the empire, right? What we talk about is 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 what happened in 1920s, what happened in the 1930s, what happened in the 1940s. We we've actually there's a, a very weird approach that we've taken in our in our country to when we draw a story together to draw the various strands, right? And to overlap those strands in a in a in a in a, a ever strengthening basis, right? So the mere fact spot that you're you is
0: that this model does lead to double standards, right? It does it, it entrenches double standards. It doesn't really lead to a, a level of um, distance from one's identity or a level of um, objective engagement as a polity, it actually entrenches advantages and double standards, right? Like I, I, like the fact that the Catholic um, double standard of being the only religious institution afforded the benefit of public funding and public acknowledgement and education continues to this day in three other provinces in Canada is a double standard that's entrenched into law. It's entrenched into the Constitution. but but right? but but,
1: but to, to be no, to be fair, to be fair. It's entrenched because those parties have decided to keep it entrenched. So Newfoundland, uh, that's, no, no, that's, that's, Newfoundland, Newfoundland had Quebec five, five school boards entrenched. In the 1990s, they decided to get rid of all of them. Quebec has, over time, decided to get rid of, uh, of of the Catholic and 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 religious uh school the, the, both their religious school processes That's right so the, the mere fact that ontario can't get its act together is not vacation. indication no, that, no. that the country's at fault it's, it's not it's,
0: it's not putting blame it's to it's to recognize that when you are trying to uh, craft a path forward it is it, there's a version of the past that what that that people seek to celebrate that is entrenching institutional advantage, right? To say, well, no, it is part of our legacy that we have um, Catholic public schools and we want to maintain that legacy and you know, part of, part of what we, th- that is the argument being uh, advanced by uh, many people who are sympathetic to the past in a particular way. And, and, and my argument is you need to have, you need to start with first principles. And my first principle is uh, that, that we should not start from a double standard under law and unequal access to resource uh, as, as best as we can, right? So, so it has to start from a neutral footing. And once we start from a neutral footing, then we have to make a choice around how we deal with sort of more nascent entrenched advantage. So questions like streets have already been named. It's a nascent uh, advantage. It's not an advantage under law to a specific group or population. Um, it's one that is more innocuous, and, we, and that's 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 one we need to grapple with. But you know, we have to take a we have to take a view that maybe one civic conversation to have is, you know, we we have to go go through a we, we have to admit to a continuous renaming process where we don't we don't entrench names that are indefinite. That's a tough one. I don't think people will agree to it, but that's something we can explore. Or we we broaden the set of um, as i said broaden the set of histories we we explore that's an easier one i think it's it, it expands the possible range of but, the things I mean, that's that That's what we've done done in
1: canada for years like so when i when you know in grade 9 it was a an, it was a an elective that i went through but we went through 30 or 30 histories because each each person in our class 30 people went through a different history and we weren't allowed to have a history which we were even close to be a part of so i i mean i went through chinese history um some other people went through black history and i ironically learned more about that experience from both the black and chinese and japanese perspectives um and and each one as they went through right so so that idea is not is is not crazy and it's been the one that's been clearly and indicatively successful in canada
0: Right, but but I think I think the, 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 the argument that I'm making is, very, is central to the argument I'm making is so it's a bit of a French secularist argument to, to some extent. It's a universalist, universalist argument is that there is a lot of histories that cut across uh, identity boundaries that we are grappling with today. Uh, history of technology, history of um, of um, of economics, history of um, of innovation, history of of um, uh, uh, you know e- ecology, which you can you can take a, a, a ethno-racial lens to all of it, right? Like there are theorists who do that; that's their job. But you can also take a much more species lens to history and say, "What as a human species have we uh, have we done to get here?" And specific sub part of the human species that lived in this land, uh, and really. Explore history through that lens, and there's some sad stuff to be seen there too, and you can get into those traps of, oh my God, look at how we screwed the environment, or or this or that. But I think I think that that's a trap, right? Like we are where we are. It's it's much more in, important that we um to 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 you know honestly explore history and 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 make sure that 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 the parts of history that can really inform a more a complete understanding of the present are brought out and every generation's obligation should be to unearth new insights and, um, and, and new gems of knowledge that make your understanding of Canada more cool, right? Like that's the project we should, or, or any country. Like if there is a, there's this notion of a nation state, the project of nation state is only fulfilling if you're using it as a vehicle to kind of actualize your own humanity, right? If it's just a vehicle to have cynical games of tribal warfare, it will descend into chaos at some point. Well, it's, 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 it's not
1: the cynical games of tribal warfare. What, what, what's unique about Canada is that we, we have so many of, of other, so many other cultures which are on the same spot. So we, we, are, are, are different than, for example, a Russia or, for example... Yeah, um, we're a multicultural uh, democracy, absolutely. Yeah. Well, not just we, because so many of us came at... I know I say us, it, it's sort of a metaphorical us, right? Came um, between or after eighteen sixty-seven or 1840, right? So uh, after, you know, 1840, after eighteen sixty-seven, we have waves and waves of migration depend- from various spots. Yeah,
0: some accepted, yes, some not accepted. Open part of our history, but there will be a doors closed part of our history too. Let's not let's not pretend that this is an indefinite phenomenon. Like Iran is incredibly diverse because they had a doors open part of their history, and now the doors are closed and they're calcified their differences into a mosaic, right? A static mosaic. But but, but that
1: that that's that that's the, the the difference, right? They're static, right? So Japan. It's same difference, right? They they had a point in which they people came in. China had a point in which people came in, right? But they they calcified and now do not accept people in. We are at a point where people are being let in, and yeah, it is possible we could, It is it is possible we could calcify. If you look at demographic uh, projections, it is probable we won't calcify because we are not replacing ourselves. So, so, so the question becomes: How do we honor ourselves and our culture moving forward? And I, with that so, being said, with that so being said,
0: maybe the point to end on is is my yeah. <laughs> my my uh, my thought on that would be to say to not fall into the trap of exceptionalism, right? We are we are in no way unique within the grander um, story of humankind. We're definitely unique within the context of our times and we celebrate that uh without (laughs) without taking um uh, moral comfort in it right like that that that's that to me is the lesson of our own past should be a level of moral humility uh when we look at the things that um the people who built this country um did to build it um should should provide us with a sense of humility towards towards the the fortune that we are living in a in a time where we don't have to um, feel ashamed to be living in this country, right, or any country for that well, not any country, but in this country in particular, that's something to be celebrated, but also with with a level of humility, and and maybe th- that is the positive note to end on. On my end, is um, humility is a virtue that. Is worth cultivating in public discourse, and I think you and I are trying our best to do that. Right? We're trying yeah. not to come up with moral suppositions that presuppositions that uh, cannot be changed.
1: Well, I, I like the idea of humility, but but I, I I would take it a different tact, and I think this is I uh, this is where I would would end on a positive note. That Here you go. Here you go. that go ahead. that that we that we as a species make very horrible mistakes and our our job is to be able to tell each of our stories each and stories of the past in 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 a humble way to to recognize our greatness and our tragedies and to learn from those things and 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 to bring ourselves forward to be our best selves
0: right right and it, it needs to be a vehicle for um... For um, improving our collective lot, yep. both socially, emotionally, spiritually, all of that, right? Like it's that's what that's what this whole all this investment in social, emotional, intellectual capital is all about. Sure. Why, otherwise, why why would we do all this, right? It has to be for something. Yeah, and if, if we
1: yeah, and if we find that 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 that, and in retelling the stories, the bad and the good, we have to recognize that sometimes the bad means that we we take and change and, and bring things down but but humility i think is a, is a place that we should end it today
0: absolutely I, I i like that i think we we successfully landed the plane the pilot is thanking the passengers for for <laughs> being on the journey with him <laughs> i don't know which one of us is the co-pilot of the pilot i think we're both pilots which probably is why we had such a, <sighs> a crappy landing we both were trying to yeah. land the plane pretty
1: much and, pretty like,
0: much wrestling control from each other and as a result, it was a somewhat scary landing. The passengers were terrified, but they are safe now.
1: <laughs> it wasn't three hours this time. Next time, next time will be even better, right? Then,
0: yeah, we, we cut it down by fifty percent. That that's a KPI <laughs> <you> cannot replicate.
1: <laughs>
0: Have a good night, man. Uh, and thanks, Russ. Thanks everyone for sticking around with us and listening to us uh, uh, explore this trailhead. Um, Next conversation, we're going to maybe try to take a uh, completely different um, lane, but we're going to try our best to branch out and give you a different, uh, a wider set of um, conversations. So stay tuned. We will be back in a week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.